just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the proper true yarn podcast, the show at which we extract the best and the wildest yarns from uh, the best people around the world. Uh, my name's Knuckles and in the studio today we have a... Uh, Long-term mate of mine, Bubba Tilly. He's one of Australia's leading jockeys. I lost my licence. That was oh, a fuck me, Dad. You better tell us this property. Yeah, so I've lost my licence a few times down there. Once was speeding. Once was drink riding a horse. And the other time was speeding. <laughs> so uh, not many people. <laughs> me, mum, me mum doesn't even know this. So I told me mum I got done speeding. I lost it for three months. Well, thank oh. thank God, not too many people. You, you get in early days, not too many people listen to it, mate. So, uh, yeah, no, I um, we're at Augustella, the good old Augustella Easter Rodeo. Easter and New Year's used to be two good rodeos, Augie. Yep. So, I still remember we used to do Friday Roma, Easter in the country, Saturday Augustella, Sunday Roma, Monday races. You remember the old Augustella yep. races? I'm saying. So when I become a jockey, I rode. Uh, I rode at Roma, rode a winner, got given a sling. They said, this is half your sling. We'll give you half the sling when you get home on Monday. So yeah, yeah. So don't spend it. I was only young, dumb. So I got to Augustella. I was behind the time. Everyone was on the source. Cassandra, my me, me cousin, she had a rum sitting there waiting for me and I don't drink rum. I don't fight. But Jesus, I don't do good things on rum. <laughs> And it was the first year my best mate Billy was 18 and I was 20. And Billy's there and he's like, yeah, Bubba, yeah, come on, we're we're going one for one. He just won the bareback ride as an 18-year-old. Like, he, Billy can ride, he's, he's just a freak on a bareback horse. And um, he won the rodeo and he, so him and I were kicking, kicking off. Cassandra's got one run, I sculled that, got another one, started going. One turned into two, turned into three, turned into a big night. And you know yourself out in the West, when the bar shuts, you're in a group, you're chasing that party. Oh. You're chasing that party. So there was a massive group of people way back when, if someone said you won't do it, I couldn't say no to that. Yeah. It's, is this something, if someone said you won't do that, Bubba, I was five steps in front of them running. And I said, oh, this is a bit boring, boys. Now there was a horse there. Sheila goes, you ain't ride that horse. You're not a real jockey. Walked over. Old lovers left a bridle hanging on the end of the horse fly. <laughs> bridle on the horse. I've legged Billy up. I've swung on. Billy and I were on this horse. I found out the next day that it was a bulldog and horse. 
Yeah. So I don't know if many people know what bulldog and horses are, but they're quite mad. They're yeah, just fucking have to be. They're just mad horses. They just run through the bridle. Mad horses. Anyway, we're on this horse and it's a group of people, Dale Lawton, Robert <laughs> Baker, all these, you know, all my idols, you know. When I was growing up, I looked up at these boys. All boys I used to play football with. Yeah. Anyway, they're in a group and I've come flat out of this stall and flat at this group. And I thought the horse would balk, you know. There's a group of people there. Of course it's going to balk and I've hit these people flat. Just <laughs> run them over. <laughs> Billy's hanging on for dear life. Not like bareback. <laughs> he goes, brah, keep going, keep going. And I ride around all night. Thought it was the funniest thing of life. The worst thing was the next day we woke up and in the swag, three blokes. Me, Billy and Sean Ahern. What a combination. Oh. There was one swag between three of us. Like none of us owned a swag, but somehow we end up with swags. And the old King's Big Daddy edition wasn't fucking available back then. No. <laughs> back then days it was a King single. Yeah. <laughs> And I was laying there and I've rolled over and this horse is tied to me headboard of me car. I said, boys, who owns this horse? They're like, we were hoping for you to tell us because that was the one you were riding last night. I wasn't on a horse last night. They said, yeah, you were. <laughs> I looked at the rug and it said this girl's name. I thought, oh, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, her camp was about 100 metres over and I was like, Six o'clock, she's not awake yet. I've led a horse back. I was like, oh, she's awake. I thought, oh, no. And I said, sorry, I found your horse. She goes, it's all good, bub. I know what you did. That's me second grade horse. You can, <laughs> I didn't care. Oh, thank God. I don't remember a thing, but sorry, I took your horse. <laughs> you know, and I was still hung over. I was like, geez, I just forgot, like blacked out, forgot that I actually took the horse. We had the old pickup horse. Me and Billy got on this pickup horse. I said, I want to go in. To get a feed. So I'm too drunk to drive. I'm gonna get on the horse. So we got the old pickup horse, old Shrek. Me and Billy got on. Ride in the town, the old um, Highway Patrol copper. They used to call him 1080. Oh, yeah. And um, he chased me for years, chased me for years on motorbikes, you know, back like you know yourself, Charleville. If it wasn't a push bike, it was a motorbike. Definitely. And we lived 500 metres from the gully. So I had to go down the road into the gully where I went. Chased me for years, could never ever catch me. Still to this day, still couldn't catch me. I met him, I met him 18 months ago and he asked me the question. He goes, was that you I used to chase on the motorway? Because your grandmother used to lie for you. <laughs> said, yeah, that was me. Anyway, sure enough, riding down the main highway at Augustella going to the BP. The old highway patrol car, the old V8 Commodore pulls up beside me. The old gold one it was. What are you doing? And I must have looked pretty bad. I said, go and get a feed. Why are you riding a horse? I said, because I'm too drunk to drive. Oh. And then he goes, get off. I said, no. I said, it'll take me too long to get back on. He goes, you're not getting back on. Get off. Fair enough. Got off. He said, blow on this. And at the time I was a pea platter and I blew point, point oh three or something like I blew yeah. over. As you do, drink and rumble, huh? So what's wrong? He said, you can't drink and ride a horse. Next minute he's writing a ticket out. Appear in court, a month's suspension. Oh. Never thought that would ever happen. I thought I was doing the right thing by riding this horse, not driving. Yeah, right. Yeah, got done. That's fucking... Proper, proper true yarn. And if you, I guess, if you uh, 
thought she could have been done, you, you probably would have taken a different approach to uh, getting off that horse. Definitely. He I, made, he I made, fucking knew I would have. He made me lead it. <laughs> he made me lead it back to the showgrounds. And I thought, I could go two months here if I, have to just, if I can just ride this horse back because it was a long walk. Yeah. It was a long walk. And I uh, walked back and they're like, what are you doing? Why are you not riding it? So I just got done by the cobbers. And they're like, you're joking. And I pulled the old old ticket out of my pocket and they just laughed. Still to this day, I didn't tell mum. I told her I got done speeding and uh, lost my licence for a month. And Fucking hell. Proper true on the old Augathella. <laughs> and um, we still laugh about that to this day. There wouldn't be a hell of a lot of people in the world that had been done for drink driving on a horse. Like there'd be a few, but like, mate, you'd have to be in the top 100. But I'm talking eight years ago. Yeah. In the bush too. In the bush. Yeah. And probably looked a bit weird because guarantee you we weren't looking good. <laughs> we were very, very bad. And there's old horses, you know, you know, mm-hmm. like the old horse, old kids' yeah. ponies just plobbing along. It's tried and true. Yeah. He knew where he was going, but and copper, yeah, I just didn't even think. He just said, what are you doing? Going to the BP to get a feed. What are you riding a horse for? Because we're too drunk to drive. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, hard to explain that one to mum. <laughs> why, why do you lose your licence effective immediately for? Speed, mum. Oh, okay, no worries. <laughs> sure enough, rocked up Sunday morning. She's asked me, I said, here's your Easter, Easter egg, mum. I got your Easter present. <laughs> Never spoke about that again. <laughs> she might find out one day. Oh, well, she found out. Me 18th at the old fishing club in Charleville. Some stories come out. You know, 18th, the old Mike goes around and we're laughing and carrying on. And I'm standing on top of the bar. There was dad, mum, me. Standing on top of the bar. And at this stage, Nen was still at the party. She's sitting there in a little in the wheelchair looking up at me, proud as punch, like, you know. He made 18. Her favourite favorite grandson's <laughs> made 18. Made 18. It was, wasn't looking good there for a while, but Baba's got here. Yeah, and anyway, the old um, microphone's gone, done its rounds, got to Sean. He said, oh, it would be the best time to tell your mum you're an alcoholic since you're 14. Mum looked at me. What did he say? You heard it better than I did, mum. Oh, and he started rattling off the first time he ever gave me a rum, Kaladi, Jim Carner. Mum's staring at me. I could see just steam coming out of her ears. And I'm shaking because I was petrified of my mum back in them days. And I was absolutely petrified. And Nan's there, you know, a big smile on the face laughing. And Dad's like, Dad's there, stubby in his hand going, my boy. And whatever, at the time we got you drunk going to the rodeo at Windora and you run across the Windora Bridge naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you? 15 then? I was like, oh. <laughs> Mum's there just looking at me. She went home after that. Yeah, right. Yeah, she wasn't happy. We had a good talk the next day. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, Mum, I'm a, I'm a failure. But I wasn't a failure yesterday when you thought, yesterday morning when you woke up. She goes, no, things have changed now. <laughs> you know, thank God Mum's mellowed out a lot and she finds a funny side eight years later. Right. But I guarantee you she didn't find the funny side that night when the old stories are coming out. Yeah, fucking hell. And all I said back to Sean was, thought what happened on tour stayed on tour. Until you turned 18 is all I got. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, there's a... Mum wasn't proud that I was an alcoholic. That was back in the old day when the old stubby throwdowns. 
30 for 30. Yep, the old stubby throwdowns. I was only allowed to have yeah. two per rodeo. That, that was the rules when I was 13, 14. I think they, and they're only a one standard drink. I can remember a little, yeah. They were only one standard drink, but they're only a little, yeah, 30, 30, whatever they were. Yeah. They were great. I wish, oh. I wish Bundaberg would ring them back. I don't know why the fuck they got rid of them. You know, like they brought these, these out and they're real skinny and narrow, but them little throwdowns were the coolest things I've ever they, witnessed. They got them potent little fuckers, but, mate, you get on them, you are, you are hammered. Yeah, like I said, I reckon I've drunk rum twice since Augustella. Yeah. I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love it. I love just, it. I love a good rum, especially at Polycross. Yeah. But I just, you know, especially when you sit around the fire and it's minus three, minus four, and you just have that rum and it just warms you up around the fire. Straight down the belly. Straight down the belly. I love it. But no, the eight, the 18th, um, that was a year. Do It Like Bubba was the greatest hits. The song <laughs> called Do It Like Bubba. So that was, that got played like six or seven times that night and, but, yeah, no, the mum found out her little angel, her little firstborn, <laughs> wasn't an angel. Had been corrupted. Well, had been corrupted since 99, since, <laughs> since I was six. <laughs> since, uh, since I was six when the Aherns first moved to Charleville, the first real Brad Ahern said to me, you can come to my place when you can wipe your bum. I said, I can do that. He goes, in the truck then. Yeah, right. That man taught me a lot from, to, from 1999. Right through to today, I'm still learning off that man. Yeah. And you'd say he's your biggest biggest role model? Definitely. Brad Ahern, um, Luke and Sean's dad, yep. the best the best role model I've ever seen in life. Yeah. He's um, – I could not talk to him for six months and ring him and talk to him for two hours. When I go out to Mitchell or out to Charleville, first stop was always his place. Like he was like a second dad to me. He taught me how to brand. He taught me how to cut steers. He – Taught me how to muster, taught me how to read cattle, taught me how to ride a bull. You know, he was this, he was some, something, someone that we always needed. And, you know, shout out to Brad. He took in people that not many people would battle an eyelid at. The ones that were ruined on drugs, the ones that were alcoholics. He would take them out there, he'd give them a job, he'd give them a roof, he'd give them feed. The only rule he had... You come to my place, you work. Yeah. I'll feed you, I'll pay you, you work. And uh, Should be fucking more of it. Look, a lot of people burnt him over the years. You burn him once, you don't, you know, you only had one chance. There's yeah, only, 100%. There's only one week of that candle. When you burnt it, you're out. But, you know, he taught me how to drive a truck. Now, there were some great times out at Yolara. It's where I broke my first bone, fell off a motorbike, broke my first bone where I rode my first bull. Yeah. Uh, the day they sold it, it was pretty heartbreaking watching that place go. Would have been, mate, for sure. Like second home. I still remember, I used to go out there on school holidays, last week of school, first week of school, I used to miss that school holidays weren't two weeks, they were always a month. And I'd go out there. And I remember one day I woke up and I, was, and I heard, yeah, Carmel, yeah, no, we had a shitload of rain last night. The road's too wet, I can't get into school. You know, whatever mum said. Yeah, probably a week. It'll take a week for it to dry out. I've woke up, I've walked in. I said, what are you doing to talk to mum for? Dad has bought you a week week off school, mate. We've got to go down and pick up some hay. Come on. We got in the truck and drove down to New South Wales, got hay. And had Fuck yeah. Just, lied, just completely lied to mum and mum was so naive. <laughs> just bought it. It was great. Great oh. times. Literally, like we said, mate, if enough different young fellas had that foundation this day, 
two, like these days, mate, the whole society would, it'd be a whole lot different, mate, you know, because half the time they just need a chance but half the time they just need to be put in that good bush environment with that uh, good bush role model, I believe, you know. No, definitely, like you know yourself, born and raised in, in the Mulga. Yeah. I never ever thought I'd be where I am today. Um, looking back when I was 14, 15, 16, going to Charles State High School, greatest school in Queensland. I never ever thought I'd be where I am today. And yeah. I um I happened to run into my principal, Tracy Tully. Later later years I found out she was actually like one of my good mates, Jimmy Orman's auntie. Their mums were sisters. And uh I said, Jesus, I said, small world. He goes, Yeah, my mum's Tracy's sister. And I said, oh, how crazy is this? And I run into Tracy um last year, Jimmy Orman got married, or this year Jimmy Orman got married, um down at the Gold Coast and running the Tracy for the first time in, since I left school. She got me an apprenticeship as a plumber and um, they actually wrote a letter to Racing Queensland to give me a, a track work licence at 13 and nine months. Like they actually said, this kid was born and raised on a horse, you need to give him his licence. So I was riding track work when I was, you know, grade eight, grade nine and I'd ride 10 horses a morning at $10 a ride and then go to school. Yeah, right. Yeah. I thought it was the greatest. Like Back I, then too. I wouldn't get out of bed for $10 a horse these days. Like <laughs> I haven't ridden track work in three months. Yeah. I'm not at, like, you know, like I'm riding five days a week. But back then I thought, how good is this? Yeah. You know, 10 horses, $100 a morning before school, 600 a week. Cash, all cash. That's fucking unreal. I had the best bank, it was Nan, because once the bank went to Nan, well, money went to Nan, no way was that coming back to me. Yeah. I had to beg Burns, have a plead a good case. Yeah. To get $100. She wasn't as naive as mum. No, no, <laughs> she was not. She's seen straight through all of us. And uh, that's why we all went to Nan, you know, that's why we all, you know, everyone went to Nan. But I think I rode track work for 12 months and I think Nan ended up putting, yeah, something like 15, 16,000 away in cash. Yeah, nice. End up going into my first car. And I was like, how much I got there? Nanda would say, oh, you only got 2000 there. That's all she kept saying. Oh, you only got 2000 there. She knew I had more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best. That's what I used to ride track work to pay for me hobbies like rodeos and polacross. So um, when we weren't rodeoing, we were polacross, but I used to ride track work 4 o'clock till 6.30. Mind you, I used to steal mum's car and drive it from our place to the race course. It's about five blocks. Yeah. Never got caught. Touch wood. No coppers awake that early. At all. At all. But you could do them back then days. Like you used to drive mum's car to the track, you know, straight there, straight home. Once or twice I snuck down to Heinemann's Bakery and got a got a pie with <laughs> till I got caught by dad. <laughs> and then um oh, I still reckon Heinemann's Bakery is the best bread in Australia. Hundred percent bread, the best bread. The there's there's not a fucking loaf of bread better in Australia than Charleville Heinemann's Bakery. I don't know what they do to it. There's two things that come out of Charleville. Well, three things that come out of Charleville as the best things in life: Charleville Splash, Splash, Charleville Splash, Splash Cola, the bread, and myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you've heard it first. Proper true yarn. Proper true. No, but the bread you could. I remember when I moved to St George. Mum used to bring, you know, six loaves over to me. Once a month. Didn't matter if you froze that bread, that bread was fresh. All the time, mate. All you could keep time. it, you could keep it on the shit like on the bench for a month 
and it'd still be fucking fresh and, oh, I don't know, probably full of preserves even not fucking good for you, but it's, mate, that is phenomenal. Dad used to bring a pellet of it back every time he, when we moved to Rocky and just because like, it was fucking phenomenal. So when I moved to St George, the Websters took me in and they own Websters Food Works. Yeah. So they own Food Works, but they used to buy, if we went to the races, mum's like, do you just want bread? Pat's two sisters, his mum and dad, yep, we want a white, white loaf and a um, brown loaf, you know, or whatever, vice versa. And they own Food Works. Yeah. But they still wanted that Heinemann's bread. Mate, it's fucking... Yeah, I don't know. I, and I hope it's still the same. It's still the same. When's the last time you had a loaf of ornaments? Three years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think probably about the same, really. I think we're coming back maybe Friday night and we got fucking a few loaves and it's still unbelievable. So, yeah. St- yeah, well, still the same owners. Yep. Um, Mickey Johnson's still baking for him. I believe, I, I believe so. I hope so. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, but the greatest story of life, um, we had a school teacher. He's back out there now. Yeah, I used to have him first period. I don't know. I don't know how I ended up with him first period for the four days I went to school. High school, primary high school, school, high school. Yeah. I um, I never went Fridays. Religious, never went Fridays. I'd, I had forty five days off one year out of ninety. Yeah, right. Well, Fridays at Charleville State High, as I can remember, you used to have fart Friday afternoon recreation time, where you didn't. It was just fucking. Well, I suppose you weren't there to experience it. No. I, <laughs> I went to school when it all changed. You know, there was no Coca-Cola. There was no... Oh, yeah, right. No sugars. Yeah. I remember I had this one teacher, Mr Griffin. He was a great man. Funniest man alive. He'd get up he'd get up the front and he'd say, you know, if someone yawns, everyone yawns? What do you mean? He'll just yawn. Sure enough, the whole class would yawn. But he knew I used to ride track work every day. I used to start at four. He said, get in his room. He goes, right, you can go to, go up to sleep. I passed his class with C's. He didn't give me any higher than the C's, but I used to sleep the whole class. He used to go out the back in the bean bags and have, you know, 70 minutes sleep. Camp back, yeah. Just camp back. He never cared. He, I think he used to, like, teach SOS, social studies or something. He goes, you'll never, you, you'll never need this bubba in life. You just have to sleep. Yeah. And I used to go out the back and sleep. It was a greatest time. Well, in saying that too, mate, he can obviously see you're a worker. He see you, mate. You've done a fucking full, a full day before most kids have even got out of fucking bed. Exactly, yeah. But um, like I love Charleville. I had a chance. I had a small window to go to St Brennan's um, there in Rocky. Um, I got a scholarship with rodeos. You know, I was flying. I was grade nine. We went to the Great Western. Went up there, and bashed bashed a bull, rode a bareback horse. At the time, that, like, you know, I was 14, grade grade 9 or something, and I was riding anything. If there was an event at the rodeo, I was in it. Yeah. Whether it was a steer ride, bullock ride, junior bull ride, bareback ride, you know. If I could ride in it, I was riding in it. Yep. Had a sponsor at the time, DJ's Produce. He was paying for all, everything, and I was just helpful leather this one year. Got a scholarship, and I thought, how good is this? Got the scholarship, went up to... um. Went up to the Great Western when the Great Western was the Great Western. Yeah. You know, it's a bit different there now. Won the juvenile bull ride. And that was when St Brennan's was big. They brought this busload of kids in. You know, that ride three times a week. Got on this bull. Won that one. Won the bareback ride. Won the steer ride. Brad Ahern took me up, actually. Got in the car. Brad took me up there. So said, how good's this, you know? Just won three. This was on a Friday night. 
Sadie not then Sadie come around, and we're driving back to Emerald. Um, Carol's sister lives in Emerald, so we're staying in Emerald. I got the phone call halfway home. My mum's had a fall at Easter. At, at, at sorry, Augustella. She had a real bad race fall, and um, was pronounced dead. Fuck. Yeah, so she was pronounced dead three times. And they brought her back and brought her back and brought her back. Anyway, I didn't know how hard, like, you know, oh, mum and dad, you know, they'd fall off all the time. You know, oh, mum's had a fall, oh, yeah. You know, how is she? And no one would tell me anything. And I had twin brothers and sisters. They were, Jesus, they, they were tiny. They were six, you know, they were. And they seen mum in the state she was in, you know. The, um, what's it called? The old shocks, fucking bringing her back around and that. Scarred them kids. Like, them kids would not touch a horse for another, you know, seven years. Wow. Never. My sister to this day doesn't ride. Fucking hell. Natural ability, my sister to this day would not ride. And um, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, she had a fall. And then Shane Iverson was in Emerald at the time and he come around and picked me up and she goes, I need to get you home. I said, why? He goes, your mum's not good. Because no one told me. My grandma, she kept it from me. My grandma got on, on the plane and she, my nan wouldn't fly. Hate flying. She'd rather walk <laughs> than get on a plane. She flew to Toowoomba. Mum was in a coma for six uh, for two weeks. To the day she got home from Toowoomba, from the day Dad went and picked her up, I still didn't know how bad it was. Fucking hell. Because they just kept it from us kids. And I was meant to go to St Brennan's the next year. But that changed their whole life. That changed our whole family that, that day. Yep. Um took mum five years to be normal again from a brain injury. Fucking and, um, hell, man. Yeah, and no, it was pretty surreal. And um, that, oh, you know, I was 14 and they sat me down and when I said I'm going to be a jockey and they said, whatever you've seen in life with us, that could never happen to you. You can't go to the races thinking that's going to happen. I said, my opinion, like me, myself, I'm fearless. Yeah. I'm a bit not as much now that I'm old. But back then, I'd do anything. On a motorbike, on a horse, on a bull. But, yeah, that I'm thankful that I never witnessed what them twins witnessed. Yeah. Because it took, it took my brother probably another seven, eight years to ride again. Fucking hell. And my mum spent thousands on horses for him, trying to get him to ride. To this day, my sister would. My sister's bought a motorbike. She, she'd rather ride a motorbike than a horse. Than a horse. Where my brother, he's riding twenty horses a day, track work in Toowoomba, making a fortune. He's yep. running second in the APRA bareback title this year, just wow. chasing dreams. He went around last weekend, two rodeos in the one day, one one run second another, just chasing chasing his dream, trying to be a bareback rider. Yeah, just kicking piss out of horses. Fuck yeah. Yeah, rides track work every day. Fucking unreal. But that, that changed us and I'm thankful it did because I reckon I would have went down a different path if I went to St. Brennan's. Yep. I would have went to grade 12. I got kicked out in grade 10. Okay. Well, I didn't, yeah, no, I got kicked out. I shouldn't. I can't, I, can't, I can't water that one down. I got kicked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got punted. I got punted. They gave me two options, to become a plumber or to become... A doll bludger. Sure enough, Jake Sullivan put his hand up and said, I'll take you, mate. Yeah. Become a plumber. Done that for three years. Just remember, guys, call out. It's my shout. And keep left unless fucking overtaken.
Oh, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.